Hello, all of you. My name is Jordan, and welcome to the GBC Young Adults Podcast. Folks, we have finally arrived at our series about revival. So I really wanted to kick things off and introduce and discuss basically what revival is and how it has become a trendy topic as of late uh, with all the events happening in Asbury and Lee University and all other places around the world. I just felt that uh, this really uh, needed some a little bit of clarity and sort of kind of compel a vision for it in our community, especially during these hard times. So uh, anyway, so I have uh, invited to kick off this series our lead pastor, Kyle Clayton. Hello again, Kyle. Thanks for having me, Jordan. These are always a lot of fun. I'm the one that, that giggles in the background, so disregard otherwise. It's just me. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, cool, man. Um, well, I basically, you know, just wanted to get this series off and just kind of, you know, uh, sort of introduce to our listeners, you know, hey, you know, if, if they don't know what revival is, you know, this is going to be a very good series for you. Uh, uh, if you've never experienced revival, um, folks coming from firsthand experience, uh, experience it on my own. Uh, there's no other feeling like it in the world. I mean, it is just a, just a brand new feeling. It's like, Basically, if you had to sum it up for somebody that does wear glasses like me, it's like getting a new pair of glasses. You see things, you basically your old life dies. It's kind of like getting baptized. You just kind of, your old life dies and then you just uh, rise up and um, do all these wonderful things that you're, you're meant to do, you know, as, as God's people. So, um, well, basically I'm going to get right down to it. Um, um, Pastor Kyle and I were discussing right before we came on the air here that um, I kind of looked it up on, uh, as many of you probably will, and you can read this word for word, the definition of revival. So basically, it is an improvement in the condition of or strength of something. So basically, um, what it means in the Bible is that it, it's just turning sinners to uh, Jesus Christ for our uh, for salvation. So um, that is uh, basically all those all those Googlers out there. Uh, if you're actually Googling, that's exactly what it says in there. So, um, so what is the importance of it? So church revivals serve two main purposes. Uh, the first one is to revitalize the spiritual life of its members, and then. Two is to, to gain new followers. You know, a church revival involves a group of Christians praying and seeking the Holy Spirit's presence together while rejoicing over a renewed spiritual exuberance. So, basically, um, you know, what happens during one? You know, uh, you know, people experience conviction for their sins, and then they also repent and they change their lifestyles. Um, those are all very important things, and it's very, very true for those things. So um, they not only walk away from patterns of sin, but they also turn their attention away from, you know, like petty entertainments and, you know, and spend more time in pursuit of God. So today we have a lot of people out there that are struggling to find out what God has in store for them and how they can use their spiritual gifts. So I have invited Pastor Kyle on here to go into depth a little bit, uh, introduce us and go into depth a little bit, uh, a little bit about this. Excuse me. Sorry, I've been talking on one in this church <laughs> for church this morning. So if you, yeah, you so, and me both. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Kyle, if yeah. you'll just uh, kind of introduce to our listeners, you know, uh, 
you know what uh, go into a little bit more detail sure. about that and so so I love do. I love the definition that we start off with that this is a condition that was broken and to revive it to bring revival is to fix it I, I think too often and this is our culture this is our society when we hear the term revival we immediately think of the the tent gathering the the Billy Graham crusades uh, those types of things those are revival events but that doesn't necessarily mean that revival has happened. Uh, so I love, Jordan, what you said, that uh, true revival happens any time that an unbeliever turns to belief in Jesus Christ. What once was dead, that was your condition, is now made life by Jesus Christ, by faith in Jesus Christ. So it's revival is personal, but then we can also see it church-wide. And, and I love Jordan bringing up, you know, what ha- was happening at Asbury, Lee University, what we saw at the uh, the beginning of this, this semester earlier this year. Okay, then there were a lot of questions. Well, what is it? What does it look like? Do you know it when you see it? So, so what I wanted to give are some biblical backgrounds on what we mean when it comes to revival. Sure. It doesn't mean that it's carbon copy. It doesn't mean that all of these look like this, but to be able to see and test revival versus non-revival, we want to test it according to the Word. We want to test it according to God's Word. If we believe that God's Word is God-breathed, that it's useful for teaching, correcting, and rebuking and results of His righteousness, we need to allow that to be the foundation. That's right. Uh, So, point blank, what do we see in the Bible in regards to revival? Well, it doesn't Mm -hmm. tell you how to get together, how to set up, play this kind of music, this, that, and the other. But it does say that faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes through the Word. We believe that the Bible, as God's Word, it is life-giving. It is sharper than a double-edged sword in Hebrews 4.12. It is able to pierce through separating bone from marrow, pierce through your life, and bring life. So we do believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, that that is where revival begins, is through the Word of God. Now, there are some guys who are lead pastors, such as myself, and that, and a lot of them want to take that to mean, okay, there has got to be preaching to go along with it, and it's got to be biblical-based preaching that's expository, then it's got to be done this way, and you got to hold your head just right, and you got to hold one leg up. We can get so caught up in it. I, I don't get so staunch in that. I do believe that there needs to be a preaching of God's Word, an exposition mm-hmm. of God's Word, but it can also be through what we call worship, through worship style, through worship music. I was sharing with, with Jordan beforehand, Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Why is it that we even sing in churches to begin with? Paul says this in Colossians 3, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. The word of Christ, the Bible, we can all agree on that. But how does he say so? In all wisdom, teaching, check, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. 
So what was the purpose in, in Colossia at this time? Why were they singing in churches? You had uneducated. You had people that didn't have their own Bibles. So how was it that they learned God's Word at the time? They did it through singing, singing yep. hymns. I, I remember songs better because there's a tune, there's a melody that goes with it. So as long as what your worship music is, as long as it's based on scripturally, doctrinally sound principles, that word is going forward, just as we said in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes through the word. All right, so that's worship. We want to see preaching. It can be done through worship in song. And then, as Jordan said, I, I think there's always conversation, maybe even some confusion as to what is repentance. Mm -hmm. Repentance, Jordan, is not saying I'm sorry. Yeah. That may be part of the repentance process, but just because you're sorry... It's a start. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that you've turned from it. So, Correct. Jordan, the, the example that I've given before is if I'm trying to go to a Braves game, Jordan's got on his Florida Marlins hat, and I'm trying not to be upset about it, but say I'm going to a Braves <laughs> game, okay? So I'm supposed to go from where we are in Cartersville. I'm supposed to drive south on 75 to go to Cartersville. Well, if I go north on I-75, and I'm an hour past uh, or an hour going north, I can't just be sorry that I went in the wrong direction. That didn't do me any good unless I turn around, and then I've got to make up that lost ground as well. Yep. So repentance, I think of Psalm 51. This is David's psalm after his adultery with Bathsheba, after his uh, putting to death of Uriah. So this is what David says, Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love, according to your abundant compassion. Blot out my rebellion. Completely wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. For I'm conscious of my rebellion, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you alone I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins and blot out all my, my guilt. Verse 10, God, create a clean heart for me, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That mm -hmm. isn't, I'm sorry, Jordan. That's more. That's mm -hmm. recognizing that I have sinned. Mm -hmm. There is sorrow. There is guilt. And it is an, an agonizing, painful plea to God for forgiveness and a changing in the direction and a turning from one sinful attitude and knowing that you'll resist that attitude. And it's only God that can perform this within us. That's right. That's repentance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what it is. Very well said. Uh, it's a very good scripture there. Uh, he, re he just read out a CSB, so yep. if you want to uh, look those, uh, it's Romans 10, 17, Colossians 3, 6, 17, and then... 16 and 17. Oh, excuse yep. me, 16 and 17, My and bad. then... Uh, no, it's fine. Psalm 51 and... Uh, that was uh, 1 through 10. 1 through 10. Yep. 1 through 10. Awesome. So... Uh, 
you know, um, over time, you know, we've seen uh, periods of spiritual decline, you know, occurred in our history. You sure. know, uh, it's not just here at Grace Baptist, you know, it's just all over the world, you know. And, um, you know, and something is a good reference, you know, and I don't want to ruin it for some of the people that have not seen it. Uh, we discussed this earlier, and you, yeah. you, you haven't seen it yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, I won't give it away too much, but... Um, Unless you want to just uh, pause this and then go watch it and then come back. But uh, the movie, uh, Amanda and I actually watched it last night called Jesus uh, Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very good movie. Uh, it's mentioned uh, Lonnie Frisbee. Yeah. Um, if you uh, don't know who that is, um, I highly encourage you to look him up. Uh, just uh, read his biography. Um what he did out west in California and just had a major impact during that time during the late 60s, early 70s, during the Vietnam War era. Uh, a lot of people were upset in this country. There was a lot of protest uh, and there was a lot of so-called, you know, I do air quotes here, hippies. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation about drugs and a lot of speculation, you know, about uh, all, all kind of other things, all very sinful things. Yeah. And, um I uh, highly encourage you to watch that. Um, it's, it was a very good movie. Uh, it talks a lot about revival uh, in that, and uh, just uh, it's a very good reference. You know, it's something something very good to kick us off here. And uh, and if so. nothing else, something to continue the conversation. You know, Absolutely. What, what is real? What isn't? What what's what role does the church mm-hmm. play in that? And where has the church dropped the ball, or where did we succeed in Absolutely. in seeing revival as well? Absolutely, yeah. And there's a church that he goes to. It's called Calvary Chapel. Many of you may know that. And uh, he um, was basically there, you know, to revive something that was, yeah. you know. And I'm doing my ear quotes again. Revive something that was, you know. And uh, uh, but anyways, very good reference there. It's a lot. Of, it's a very good movie, you know. And uh, and uh, explains a lot, you know, and it really does explain a lot in, when we get into that. Um, but, uh, you know, in our upcoming episodes, uh, episode two, um, I'm going to invite a couple of gentlemen on here, and they're going to tell their testimonies and um, how they have experienced revival. And uh, both of them are sort of somewhat similar. I haven't heard them all, but uh, they're somewhat similar, so uh, we're looking forward to having them on. Uh, I'll go into more little detail and and pick a date for that a little bit later on, but um, but basically, folks, you know, it when it comes to revival, you know, uh, one of the marks of true revival, you know, is that it it does eventually spill out into the street, you know, from the church, you know. It, I mean, it doesn't really have to start from just church, but. Most of them do, you know, kind of like the Asbury situation, you know, and, and how that spilled out into the street. And a lot of you saw that, you know, um, you know, God chose to do in 10 days what he usually does in 100 years. And just uh, and I know it went on more than 10 days, but those first 10 days, you know, just uh, seemed like it was like 100 years worth of work there, you know. And, um, you know, and it just doesn't have to stay within the four walls of this church, you know. Uh, um yeah, if if anything, if anything, Jordan, I think it it started opening up conversation. Uh, one of the things that that I'm still waiting to see from Asbury is just how much repentance there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw a lot of people flocking there, 
uh, which is fine, you know, but I, I don't know that you have to be in the presence of the four walls to experience it. It opened up conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was an openness as a result of it that people that were unbelievers that were asking, okay, what is this that is going on? Uh, but that's why we want to maintain, and that's why we want to make sure that our foundation is on Scripture, that when unbelievers are asking these questions, that, that we are showing as believers what it means to worship, what it means to repent, why we depend on Jesus Christ for our salvation, being equipped with the gospel. Uh, because if we're not equipped with the gospel, then these are just questions that, that will remain unanswered. Uh, that's, that's why we've got to uh, be ready at a moment's notice to, to be able to share, uh, mm-hmm. to give testimony to what forgiveness is, what repentance is, and how all of that is perfected in Jesus Christ. Yes, that's right. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how God uses just, you know, extremely broken people. Yes. And uh, when they, you know, and I mean, they just, you know, they give they give in, you know, and yeah. they just uh, give their life t- uh, to Christ. And, and it's just, uh, it's amazing about the revival. And, yeah. uh, and Hey, there's a book full of that. It's called the Bible. There's good stuff yeah, in there. there is. <laughs> I think I've heard of that somewhere. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, you know... Um, and it's just, it's amazing how, you know, people's walk, you know, away, you know, from sin and how they just turn their attention away to, to God and, or turn their attention to God, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just amazing how this happens. And it's amazing to, to be blessed to see that and experience that. And yeah. uh, like I said, there's no other feeling in the world. Sure. Uh, and you, and you know it when it happens and it's just uh, it's amazing I, I can't explain it any more than that but uh, until you actually experience it yourself but I mean it's just amazing so but anyways uh, that's you know just kind of a little introduction as to you know uh, what we're going to be talking about and what the series is going to be all about in our upcoming episodes so uh, we are looking very very forward to that but um, there's uh, you know some People out there are probably wondering, you know, um, why, why does, why does something like this, you know, some people out there are actually doing fine, you know, why does this need to happen, you know, why, you know, why, uh, trust me, you know, when some, if you don't, you can't, you can't rush to judgment on people, you know, when they've been hurting and they haven't experienced something like this, you have to open your heart and open your arms and just help them experience live live this experience and continue to live this experience and uh you know and just don't and you don't don't rush to judgment on people as well too you know so you know but uh anyways you know uh, you got anything to add on to that or not that i know of yeah i again uh test things uh, mm-hmm. test things according to the word and why does revival need to happen well i think if it's not clearer than it has been we live in a lost world um mm-hmm. you know there there's a falling away and i feel like there has been to a degree since since covid since 2020 we've made it a lot easier for people to uh, fall away from church quit being you know in community with the saints and I, some of that I, I don't know that it hasn't strengthen the church. Sometimes you got to lose weight to build it back up stronger. Uh, I think you had some noncommittal uh, Christians that were 
there as part of this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, this is what I've been brought up to do, but not necessarily living it out in Christ, not living in relationship with Him. Uh, so why does there need to be revival? Uh, look in your community and tell me that there isn't a lostness, that there isn't a need for salvation, that people are not depending on their own understanding or uh, in many ways worshiping self. What do I mean by that? Well, everything is geared towards the self, doing what makes you feel good. Uh, not, there not being a quote-unquote absolute truth, that whatever truth you make up is your own, and no one can take away from that. Again, that is against the foundation of the Bible. It's not fun by any means to confront mm -hmm. people on this, uh, but it is necessary, and we as believers can do that in a loving way that, yes, there is absolute truth. Truth is a person. Truth is a word. And truth, uh, as defined in John fourteen six, is Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing new under the sun, uh, but we do see you know, sin... Uh, more pronounced, I would say, yeah. sin not having to be as hidden as it used to be, but even more celebrated and out in the open. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised by this. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, you know, as in uh, many forms of later American revivals, you know, kind of gets rather it, it is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you know, which restores the people of God but, uh, to normal spiritual life after a period of, you know, corporate. Uh, corporate uh, declension, you know, uh, periods of spiritual decline, you know, occur in history because the gravity of indwelling sin keeps pulling believers first into formal religion and then into open apostasy, apostasy periods of awaking alternate with these God uh, richly previous, you know, new life into his people, every major advancement, you know, of the kingdom of God on earth, you know. So, uh, you know. so, so in layman's terms, we get comfortable, we, we pull into the tradition, and we become callous to actually following what God right. uh, wants us to do through the Holy Spirit. Awesome. There you go. Yep, that's right. Exactly. Well, folks, uh, we hope uh, you've enjoyed this intro. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to some very good testimonies on the next episode. Um, I'm going to invite a former guest that we've had on episode two, Nathan. And then uh, I've got a gentleman named uh, Eric. Uh, he's going to be coming on as well. Uh, uh, looking forward to hearing their testimonies and uh, how they've you know, experienced revival themselves. You know, uh, some of you maybe can relate to them, uh, or some of them, some of you uh, maybe just you know have lived this before. You know, obviously, you know, and, and relate to it, and you know. But, anyways, but um, folks, I also uh, don't wanted to. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else? Nope. Okay. All Keep right. going. I uh, don't wanted to uh, forget to mention that you know, uh, folks, we also have an email. Um, it's podcast with an S at gracecartersville.com. Also have an Instagram page, GBC underscore young adults. Also, um, folks talking about revival. Um, we have just recently introduced something here at Grace Baptist about sharing your story. We would love for folks to share their story. You may do that, uh, via our website or our app through the church center app. Um, there is a, uh, section on there, uh, submitting or, submitting for sharing your story excuse me sorry i'm struggling i'm on the struggle bus today <laughs> but uh anyways um 
Folks, if you got something that wants to be shared and wants to be heard, we would love more than nothing to just hear from it and then pray for you over it. Uh, obviously, we don't have to broadcast it to the world on this podcast or to the church, you know, or anywhere else. If you wanted to just share it with us and our staff or Pastor Kyle, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, we would love to hear it and. Uh, and just uh, also to ensure confidentiality, it will be only read by staff only at the mm-hmm. beginning. So, um, and then if you would like to share it, uh, we'll get with you on that. But, yeah. uh, but uh, anyways, uh, we're looking forward to this series and getting it going and getting moving. And uh, but uh, other than that, uh, Pastor Kyle, thank you so much, sir, Absolutely. for joining us. Uh, thank you for always, having me. Always a pleasure on to uh, have you here and. Um, Look forward to doing many other episodes with you in the future as well. Sounds like a plan. But uh, all right, folks, we'll, uh, we hope your summer's going good, and uh, we look forward to the next episode, and we'll keep you updated. And in the meantime, we will catch you later. See ya. See ya.